Hello and welcome to the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. My name is Dave and today I want to talk about no limits or better yet, anything's possible. And I know that sounds cliche, but I have some specific examples that I think you could use in your PE program and in your life. So without further ado, here we go. So today I want to talk inspiration. This is not a lesson planning uh, podcast this time. This is not a, um, you know, standards and grade level outcomes and things like that. This is about pure inspiration. It's kind of things I, I love. I love to talk about. I love to read about. I love to watch documentaries of uh, these people I'm going to talk about. And this is actually, I'm kind of testing it with you. I'm writing my new book, my second book um, to the sequel of The Teacher, The Chef, and The Hockey Player. And I'm coming up with some new concepts. They're not new, but they're new to my characters. And one of them is uh, There Are No Limits, or No Limits is actually the name of it. And kind of the subtitle is Anything's Possible. So I want to give you a few specific examples of just people in the world, in history. Uh, mostly what I'm talking about today is you know, in the sports arena or sports realm of people who really made a difference. And there were just no limits on what they could do and what they can achieve. And if they can do it, that means you can do it as well. And that means I can do it. So that's inspiring to me. And that's what I want to talk about today. And once again, if you did purchase my book, I do appreciate it. Um, again, you, no one has to, but it's a good way to support the show. It is on, it's in the show notes. It's in the links. It's on Amazon. It's, it's digital. It's uh, paperback copy. It's kind of everywhere it needs to be. Kindle, all that stuff. So thank you again to the people who purchased uh, the book. Now, in both books, the characters, uh, the main character, Jay, has different mentors and they teach lessons along the way. So Savannah is in the first book and she's also in the second book and she's also my daughter. My, my daughter. That's why I named her Savannah. With the no limits, she actually takes Jay to a, uh, a shaped Florida convention. Uh, sounds familiar, right? So a convention, and there's a speaker that uh, talks about some of the game changers, basically, in, in history. And so here are some of the ones that um, are discussed by the character, and I'm going to throw a few extra ones in there as well. Oh, let's make this a, a boomer-type list. So we'll do five game changers, five no-limit guys and girls. And so the first one will be, well, we wait for the boomer. Here it is. All right. So the first one is Roger Bannister. Now I know most of you know who that is, or you've heard of him. He is the runner. He was actually a medical student and he became a doctor that broke the four minute mile. And what's really interesting about that is, and he trained for a long time trying to break that. I mean, it was, it was deemed impossible to break the four minute mile. Now athletes and athletics are not the same as they were back in 1954. And, you know, Roger decided he was going to break that record. No one had ever done it. And he just barely did it three minutes and 59 seconds. But he proved that something that was deemed impossible was in fact possible. And the story doesn't end there, or didn't end there. Afterwards, him and another runner, I believe it was a couple of weeks later, battled 
and they both broke it. And the story still doesn't end there because after that, the next, in the next decade, 336 people broke the four-minute mile. So what does that tell us? It tells us that it is possible or was possible and that once, and it was called the banister effect, once he did that, then it, it kind of deflated all the notions that, no, that people couldn't do it. It broke through that barrier of, wow, he did it. Maybe I can do it. And it proves that there are no limits. Now, of course, if you say there's going to do a, somebody's going to be a two minute mile or something, that's probably pretty far fetched. But with technology and, you know, athletes being in better shape, better nutrition, better everything, you know, who knows what the limits are on that. And, and again, this episode is called No Limits, but it's just something amazing that he decided, you know, it was like almost like a mental block, right? It, like nobody could break it. Nobody could break it. He broke it. And then all these people started breaking it. And that just proves that we shouldn't put a cap on our imagination, a cap on our limits or anything like that. So that is number one, Roger Bannister. Number two is the Iron Cowboy, James Lawrence. Now, I did an episode about him not too long ago in my Game Changers episode, but there is some updates to that. So to recap, or if you didn't hear it, James Lawrence, he at first held records of half marathons yeah, about 10 years ago. He did 22 half marathons in 2011, and that was a record. That was a world record, you know, but he wanted to go bigger than that, and he went way bigger. So Ironman tri- triathlons are 140.6 miles in a day between uh, swimming, biking, and then running a full marathon. So, I mean, it, that is just incredible. If If I did that one time, that would be amazing. I mean, that would be just something that, um, you know, I, I, I would be so proud of. But he decided to go way bigger than that. He did 50-50-50, which is 50 Ironmans in 50 consecutive days in 50, all 50 states. And, like, I don't know why he's not talked about more. I don't know why people don't know who he is. There is a documentary on Amazon Prime. That's where I saw most of this uh, this information. I heard of, I heard of him on a podcast, but I I couldn't believe that. I mean, 50, 50, 50, That's a lot of planning, traveling. Uh, his family traveled with him. I'm not going to go into all the details. That was a I did a big episode on that, on everything. But you know, he, I mean, <laughs> he fell asleep on his bike a couple times because he was so tired. I mean, he he didn't sleep much. Because he couldn't, he was every day he was up early and uh, you know completing everything, which is unreal. It would take uh, a good eight to ten hours each day for him to finish, and then he'd just crash, and they, he would be driven to the next state. Sometimes he didn't even know what state he was in, and it was just a big logistical uh, problem for his team, uh, not just his wife and kids, but his whole team of travel arrangements and. I mean, think about, you know, Hawaii and Alaska and just traveling. So that was amazing. And then to update it, which I didn't know about, he wanted to do a hundred and actually actually did 101 Ironmans in 101 consecutive days. I guess on, on the 102nd day, he's like, yeah, I'm good. But that is just something amazing that I, I just can't even comprehend. Like 101 consecutive days of Ironmans. 
and that's that's not just dedication. Obviously, that's a toll on on his body. That is uh, just pushing your body to the absolute limits. And I know from watching the documentary um, on the 50-50-50, you know, he would be losing toenails. He'd have blisters everywhere. He'd be cramping up. He'd have to get uh, IV fluid in him to just because he was dehydrated. I mean, it's just amazing what he did. And again, that proves that there just there's just no limits on, the, on what the human body can do. So again, if you want to check out the full episode, that is in, uh, if you go back in my episodes, The Game Changer, uh, James Lawrence, The Iron Cowboy. But that is, for now, that is number two, and it is James Lawrence. Number three, Amanda Nunez. If you watch UFC fighting, I mean, there's no one better than her. Now, she just retired, but there's I just read something that she might actually come back. So who knows? But Amanda Nunez is the greatest. They definitely the GOAT of UFC she was the first female to hold two belts in two different divisions, and she has beaten the who's who between Ronda Rousey, Valentina Shevchenko, which is my favorite fighter, and uh, Misha Tate, and all the big ones. Now, if you don't know some of these names, that's okay, but she beat everybody, and there's not much I can really say about her. She just she was absolutely the most dominant woman uh, mixed martial artist ever. And she started training when she was 16. So she wasn't like a, you know, prodigy at five years old or something like that. She was boxing at 16. She was, uh, doing, she did, she was in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then she finally, uh, well, not finally, but she started professionally fighting at 19. And uh, again, she just recently retired at 35, I believe. But she might come back, like I said, which I'm very excited about. And Ronda Rousey was the the one that made female MMA popular, I'd say along with Misha Tate, but definitely Ronda Rousey. And so I could definitely throw her in this category as well. It just, you know, again, it proves that, again, there's no limits. There's no, uh, you know, they broke down the barriers to women's MMA. And I know that might turn some of you people off that are listening to this, but I'm just saying they are great. I'm going to go back to Amanda Nunez. She is the best ever at her field. She is a game changer, groundbreaker, and just total awesome fighter. <laughs> if you ever go back and watch some of her fights, and she proves that there are no limits to uh, what you can achieve. And so Amanda Nunez is number three. For number four, I also did a game changers episode on him, but this is Alex Honnold. And it, basically, go watch Free Solo on Disney+. Plus. Free Solo, if you haven't seen it, is, I mean, again, it just, it opened my eyes to a sport that I had never heard about. It is rock climbing without any ropes. <laughs> that's just, basically, that's what it is. It is absolutely, uh, to me, insane. Uh, to most people, I think, insane. But to Alex Honnold, it is what he does and what he does best and what he's known for. And he achieve something that no one has ever done that probably no one ever will do, which is to free solo again, without ropes or any harnesses, uh, El Cap or El Capitan in Yosemite park. It is straight up 3000 feet of just solid granite rock. And if you see, if you ever seen it or seen pictures or seen the video, uh, the documentary, it is just amazing. And, for him to have climbed that 
without any safety at all put into place is just something, uh, you know, no one ever thought was possible. And by the way, kids don't ever try that at home. He, um, he did put a lot of work in. Now, at first, when I heard about that, I was like, well, maybe he just, I mean, did he just start climbing? No, he put a lot of work into it. He climbed with ropes, a lot of like the whole course and he would train for hours and actually for almost a year, just training uh, on just that, just El Cap. And he would, he had a journal that he'd write down his notes in where he'd say, well, okay, on this part, I put my two fingers here, my one foot here and do a little, uh, <laughs> the one part is a karate kick um, to get leverage on the rock. And so he had a whole journal and he, again, he went through the course many, many times with ropes and then he did it without ropes. And it is just something amazing. If you see that, you need to see the video if you haven't, or the, sorry, the documentary again, it's called free solo. It just blows my mind as to what the human body, like we talked about before can do. And many people have died in that sport. Not, I don't believe on Al Cap, but other ones, um, you know, people just lose their grip or they just, the wind, you know, blows a certain way or a rock falls from a ledge and hits somebody and knocks them off. And I just can't even put my, wrap my head around it, uh, what he did. So again, no limits. And that is Alex Honnold, number four. So the final main one I want to talk about is a guy I had never heard of before until I, how did I find out about this? I watched for the first time ever St. Elmo's Fire. I'd never seen St. Elmo's Fire. And I've I've always been a fan of the Brat Pack and all those movies, you know, Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and 16 Candles. And I'd never seen St. Elmo's Fire. And I don't know why. I just wanted to see it. And it was actually okay. I don't think it was the greatest movie ever. But if you haven't seen it, again, I didn't know much about it except for all those main actors were in it. It's, it's really just about uh, people graduating from college and kind of staying together as a group and drifting apart a little bit and things like that. Now I have to disclose to you that my wife gets upset with me, not upset with me. She just kind of makes fun of me because when I read a book or when I, uh, Oh, that's actually what, how it started. I read or I listened to, I said, I read a book. I listened to a uh, book on the Brat Pack and I believe that's how I, okay. So that's how I started watching same almost fire. Follow my train of thought, please. And then what I do, and this is what she makes fun of me for, is I kind of obsess over things for a while. Like if I'm in my, uh, I love Led Zeppelin, I'll, I love you too, and, and uh, certain movies and things like that. If I'm in a Led Zeppelin, you know, mode or mood, you know, I'll go all in. I'll, I'll, I'll and I do, I've read a, so many other books and listened to so many, <laughs> many other books and you too was my favorite, but I'll go all in. I'll, I'll listen to you too for like a week and I'll, I actually just watched Rattle and Hum again. And, you know, I'll, I'll obsess over things. And when I watch a movie, you know, I'll always have to look up, you know, the cast and where are they now and what are they doing and all sorts of stuff. So St. Elmo's Fire, um, the song, it's it's called St. Elmo's Fire and Man in Motion. And it, it was a popular song in the 80s. I'm not going to sing it for you because I have the worst voice ever. But in the song, it says, uh, want to be a man in motion. All I need is a pair of wheels. Take me where the future's lying, St. Elmo's Fire. And I never knew what that meant. But it was, it, what happened was, and I'm not going this whole history of this either because it'll take a while. They, the song is really about a guy named Rick Hansen. 
And what he did was just incredible. I'd never heard of this guy before. Never heard any of these stories before. And so it was really amazing. It's really cool to talk about because I put it in the, my, my new book and I just think it's something, a story that not many people know. So Rick Hansen is a Canadian. And when he was younger, he was in a, a pickup truck accident where he flew out of the, the truck and uh, was paralyzed. Hit, they, uh, hit a tree. So instead of, and by the way, he was a PE teacher. So that's pretty cool, right? Um, I believe he was a PE teacher afterwards. But yes, he was a PE teacher. So that's kind of neat, kind of tie in, you know, to our number five here, our game changer or our no limits uh, person we're talking about. So he, um, you know, he, there's so many things anybody can do in life. And and whether you're disabled or you're able-bodied, it, you know, you set your limits. And and he decided, obviously, there was no limits. He won national titles in wheelchair, volleyball, and basketball, as well as competing in marathons in the Paralympics. And uh, he won many awards and titles and medals. And, you know, that's inspiring as it is. I mean, that's amazing. Just, just doing that, you know, not giving up, uh, obviously after a tragedy, you know, changing his, his life and doing things that inspired him, but that's not where it ends. As I have said quite a bit, I think here, he did way more than that. He decided to raise money and awareness for spinal cord injuries. So he, on his, in, in his wheelchair, traveled the world, like circled the globe. It took him 26 months and he averaged eight hours a day in his wheelchair. Uh, again, it wasn't an electric wheelchair. He pushed his wheelchair for eight hours a day and he raised over $26 million for uh, cancer research. And when he finally made it home to Vancouver, the song was playing. The St. Elmo's Fire Man in Motion song was playing to a huge crowd and of friends, family, and you know, fans that wanted to uh, congratulate him. And so that is what the song's about. I never knew what the song was about. It was about him. And they kind of put it in with the, with, with the, the movie. It doesn't quite fit with the movie, but that's what... Um, you know, that's what it's about. So that is Rick Hansen and it's a cool story. And that is number five. And now it is time for your cowbell tip of the day. All right. So your tip of the day is to uh, hopefully be inspired, first of all. And I'm going to give you a few more names, just name drop some people that, you know, prove there are no limits and there's no limits to your PE program either. You, you're only limit, limited by your, your, your creativity and your goals and passions and things you could bring to the PE program. I mean, I don't know how many times I thought I wouldn't be able to do something or I couldn't, or I was told I couldn't. I don't know how many times I've told this story, probably not much actually on this podcast, or maybe even never, but I almost was kicked out of, I don't call it teaching school, but basically my, my program, my teaching program in college. And I kind of was, I was ticked off. I was mad. Um, I didn't think it was my fault, but I wasn't a very good student teacher. I really wasn't. It wasn't that I didn't study. It wasn't that, that I didn't try. I just wasn't very good at being in the classroom, I didn't feel like my student uh, or my cooperating teacher or whatever you call them now 
really helped me and guided me. And I struggled and I was almost kicked out. Um, I was given another chance and I did really well with my next experience, my next teacher. And so I stuck with it, but it was almost like a, okay, F you kind of thing. I'm going to make this and you're not going to stop me. And obviously I became a teacher. I've been teaching for over 20 years and I, I love it. But, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that was some extraordinary thing. That wasn't breaking the four minute mile or that wasn't climbing El Cap. But that's, you know, me not putting limits to what I want to do and my, my goals and my dreams. And I don't want you to do that either. Okay, I'm going to give you a few more names to uh, kind of check out. There's a lot, many in history and many in sports, especially because we're kind of talking about that a little bit. But I want to talk about a few other ones real quick. So I'm just name dropping here some no limit people. Obviously, uh, people like Elon Musk, J.K. Rowling. Um, I mean, she was on welfare and she created Harry Potter. Uh, Wilma Rudolph, definitely check her out. Again, I didn't have time for some of these. I would say Tom Brady. I mean, obviously, everybody knows who that is, but you know, he defied age and uh, what he did is just becoming the greatest ever. And trust me, being a Buffalo Bills fan and New England beating us for 20 years, Tom Brady destroying us for almost 20 years, I was not a fan, at least not rooting for them, but I, you know, got to respect the GOAT, got to respect the game. And, you know, what he did was just absolutely amazing. I could throw many, many other people in there that uh, some I'll just talk about uh, late in later editions, I guess, of this, but check those people out. Check, check out inspiration, inspirational people. And, uh, you know, keep going, keep working and keep dreaming. That's no limits. And that is your cowbell tip of the day. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. As always, go to supersizephyzed.com for more information. There's lots of PDFs and games and videos and all sorts of stuff there. So check that out if you get a chance. Take care, PE Nation. Have a great day, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Let's keep pushing our profession forward.